This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, footy heads and jumper washers, the tide has finally turned. The summer infernos that started in July are finally doused. Nature is back in its box. Footy lovers, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our drought-blighted, flood-drenched land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to dump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pat down for bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nilsson. Let her rip, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much once again, Cedric Espen Sump, A.O., Torching the blue paper once again. That's the power and the passion of the Sumpster. Camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. The Sumpster, incidentally, has asked me at the top of the spray today to take a minute and uh, thank on behalf of Australia and the whole blindside team, Scott Cam. Uh, As you'll know, this week uh, Scott Cam took a short walk and may not be seen again. Uh, you know, can I say on behalf of the Australia, Scott, thanks for saving lives and livelihoods of Aussies who are now thinking of getting involved for the first time in a trade. I know I think today you were inked to appear before the reformed Kids in the Kitchen and Patty Smith at the Byron Bay Blues extravaganza, which is obviously ash canned for the moment because of the virus. Uh, I think you were doing a dovetail intensive, which would have been great. I would have loved to have seen you do a dovetail intensive. Just the simple things there would have been great. Seeing that on the big screen before, say, 40 or 50,000 people at Red Devils Park would have been fantastic. But so many people now are thinking of either getting involved in the trade of fruit picking or throwing a leg over as a senior jockey. And I thank you for your work in that area, Scott. Now, I know you're hurting, Scott. I know you're hurting. You dropped 170K. I know that. For God's sake, reach out. Reach out to the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava. They are there for you. If you're busting, if you've got to sell those Siamese fighting fish, for God's sake, get in touch with the Blinkered Knights. They can probably save you from a walk from the tip or to, uh, you know, the Otto. Uh, job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side in the footy season 2020 and a very warm welcome to footy heads from across Australia to another blast of boot festivities, frenzies and frolics. Bludgeon uh, buffs. Right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders, looking for another role, and football-mad freaks. H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven, and what a week. What an incredible week, a week when too much sport is barely enough. And like many of you, I'm really loving the less is more approach to world sport. Now, a couple of looseners to get us going. I got involved in the Bet365 maiden plate at Kilmore Thursday. I was lucky to be on course. Landed a nice cue on the numbers five and two. Don't often take five and two, but I did this time with my first plonk 
I think I, I, I was lucky enough to be bitten in New South Wales, even though I was in Kilmore, you know, apps and all that sort of stuff. Got almost $500 for the $1 on. You had to know about the two, but who on course didn't. Sadly, the British Open went for a Burton this week. I immediately thought of one man when that news came through. No, it wasn't Adam Scott. I, 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 he was calling for calm, sure, when that news came through, but I wasn't thinking of Adam Scott. I wasn't thinking of Sharky or Brett Ogle or Adam Baddeley. It was none of them. It was the forgotten man of Australian golf, Mark Hensby, who I was thinking about. Love to know the current Hensby number, incidentally, if anybody has that. And a big shout-out to Aussie Bludgers dressing up for bin night. That's right, bin night become a regular thing now because um, – the weekly ritual with the Sulo or, or the Otto is one of the few chances the nation gets to step outside without looking over the shoulder for plod and the, uh, you know, the fine book. I saw someone in a Sydney 2000 Olympics volunteer uniform on the roll this week. Uh, the ensemble still fitted beautifully and someone else was on the pull in a frock, a frock that was, wouldn't have been out of place in Opera Australia's, well, should Opera Australia be performing, you know, in their current lineup of La Boheme or something like that. Uh, you know, it was just great to see that old touch of Sydney 2000 and a reminder of Australian opera. Things that we might be able to see once again once we find a vaccine. Uh, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stallage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. Self-isolating Australians, remember, keep on being Australian and we'll get through this together. Now, while I'm Super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement. That's right, my very good friends. Unprecedented. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man who this week anticipated the, anticipated the imminent liberalisation of marijuana laws across the, across the nation. Uh, obviously, we've got to look at new ways of raising money and uh, selling mar- marijuana uh, with an impost from the government excise style is probably one of the few things we've got left in the, you know, as a, in the locker. A shot in our locker is the liberalisation of marijuana. And he's done a deal with the New South Wales state government to market the baggy green brand. This is a high-potency green grown amongst the tomatoes at the SCG as a companion plant in the forward pocket at the Randwick end. What a tight fit in marketing terms. The baggy green and SCG gold. I know, you've got... Look in your lips. He proposed to pr- uh, two styles to the Premier of New South Wales, two styles of baggy green, the third leg and silly mid-off. Uh, both a wide-bodied blast that'll uh, do your head in from the first puff, ideally suited, incidentally, for Campbell Carrot constructions for those who know that way of rolling up. Imagine scoring a tool of third leg when you pick up a dozen gross lissies or roamers from Gate E on Driver Avenue in... <laughs> Out front of the SCG. The man who took the trip and came back, wait for it, well ahead of the curve is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion? Easter bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week, uh, do you? Yes. Thank you very, very much, uh, HG Nelson, and uh, happy Easter, HG, and uh, I offer happy Easter to, uh, to the whole nation, really, and what a weird Easter it's been, probably the weirdest since... 1918, uh, that's when we had curve issues mm-hmm. back then and mercifully where uh, our curve is even in better shape this week than it was last week. But I ga- again, I remind all Australians, no complacency. No. No complacency. No. Stay vigilant and report. If you see anyone who's uh, acting untoward in un-Australian. any un-Australian in any way, shape or manner, report. Phone your local police and get them involved. Now, uh, 
Gee, it's a bit hard to know where to start. It's been such a weird week. <clears throat> but I'm, I, I've taken on board a couple of thoughts. Uh, by, it's not often I look at the thoughts of Hulk Hogan. Uh, but this week I did. Uh, you know, I've always been an admirer from a careful yes, distance yes, of, of, of Hulk's, uh, Hulk's work. Anyway, Hulk's warning is that this virus has taken him back to Egypt. Reminds him of... Uh, this is biblical times, HG, you know, times of Ramses, etc. your pharaohs and mm-hmm. pestilence and uh, the sort Moses of, you know, the locust tablets. plagues and all of Burning that. Burning bush. Parting of the seas. Cain and, and Abel. That, all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that. Lot's wife. Lot's wife. Now, he's, yes. Indeed, indeed. Now, he's saying the virus is telling us that the Old Testament God is back. Now, this is a very, very uh, troublesome, worrying thing if it's true. Now, he's talking about God the Father. You know, God the Father, God the Son, and the blessed blessed paraclete or the Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. the third arm of the triumvirate that mm-hmm. makes up the, 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 the deity that... Upstairs. That, uh, upstairs, yes, yeah. indeed. One entity, three bits. Now, he's saying that God the Father is back. When was he last around? Old Testament, H.G. Yeah, but that's millions of years ago. Oh, 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 no, it's not that long ago. 2,000 years. Yeah, yeah, true. 2,000 years ago, 2,020 years ago, it was the birth of, you know, the the story. We're celebrating it this... Well, well, celebrating is not quite the word, but acknowledging it this week in Holy Week. Yes. About the beginning, really, of... Christianity. Yeah. That's what Easter is about, HG. That's what Easter, that's what the, the eggs are about, all of that chocolate, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if Hulk is right, if Hulk is right, then weird things are going to happen, HG, and we're going to be asked to do very, very weird things around this time of year. It's okay, you know, these days to get a bit of seafood and have an Easter egg, but if the old fellow is back, God the Father will be slaughtering lambs. Right. A one-year-old lamb will be slaughtering and smearing its blood on our doors and on our fence posts. Will bushes explode? Get your head around that. I can't. Get your head around that. I can't. If that's where we're heading. I'm not sure Hulk's right, but it's an interesting thesis. Can I, does everybody have to do this or is it Well, just... if you don't do it, you're buggered. <laughs> Nearly as I can tell. Does he have runs on the board in this area? Hulk, Hulk. Hogan. I know he's got the sleeper hold and the curtain. I, I, I know that. Something. I know. I had no idea he had any theological skill or background or well, yeah, expertise. But you know, at least he's thinking. Now, Gus Gould's warning to the NRL: Don't treat the players like greyhounds. Now, that's a sobering message from Gus. At I'd hate the... to see any players not performing. Shot. Uh, remember, H.G., we discussed this not so long back, how close we came to losing our greyhound industry. I know. We did there for a couple of weeks until common sense. Yeah. There was a bit of blowback, as we say, from the dog industry. <laughs> now, I would hate, you know, the way the dog industry has been treated recently for that to happen or apply to rugby league or indeed the AFL or any of our sports. I don't know any of our players treated like greyhounds. Is there a biblical overtone to that? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. As nearly as I can tell, the Old Testament has no references to greyhounds. I might be wrong. No. I, I mean, I, I, you stand to be corrected. If Hulk has got something yeah. to add, yeah. you know, I'd be Getting all touched. ears. But my understanding is that greyhounds, I mean, go to your, um, you know, go, go to your... Uh, uh, your copy of the Bible and you go to the index and look up greyhounds, I'm pretty sure you're going to find nothing. 
I mean, I think live hair coursing, as we used to call it back in the day, yeah. is completely – I mean, I don't think the pharaohs were into it. I don't think it's a Middle Eastern – I don't think really? don't think it was their go. I don't. I could be I, – I, again, could stand corrected. Now, Brayton Astor and Corey Parker warn – there's a lot of warning this week mm. – warn the NRL not to kickstart the season with the State of Origin games. A, because we can't have origin without crowds, that's arguable, and B, the players won't be match fit, could make it funny. Now, I accept that warning and I I agree, I agree. It's not often I agree with those two, Parker and Anasta. It's not often you see those two names linked either, is it, Anasta and Parker? Now, Michael Clark has accused this, the former Australian cricket captain, Pup, you might recall, He's accused the Australian players of sucking up to Virat Kohli in an effort to get their IPL contracts. That can't be right, can it? I don't think it's right. It's un-Australian. Yeah. Un-Australian. Sucking up to Virat Kohli. Sucking Cole. up to Virat Kohli. Get out of here. Get out of here. I mean, Pop. Warner? Oh, Warner you know. might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might. Oh, one or two of them might. Nathan Lyon? But, uh, yeah, well, well, he would. Yeah. Um, Pat but I don't, Yeah, Yeah, he would yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I think about it, maybe he's got a point. Now, Steve O'Keefe, our most successful shield spinner. He, no, he wouldn't. He no. hates Coley. Yeah. Fact. Fact. Absolute fact. You can ask Hulk Hogan. Now, he's our most successful shield spinner and he's not offered a contract. Absolutely know, baffling. Absolutely baffling. That. What's going on with cricket? Mm. What's go- I mean, what is going on with It's a disgrace, Roy. It's disgrace. an absolute disgrace. disgrace. Now, Dean Jones, speaking of cricket, he's rescinded his life membership of Cricket Victoria. This is a... Terrible this is a story. terrible you story. Talked to me about this for I did. some hours I yesterday. Did. I did. I did. He's Are unhappy. you reaching out? Are you reaching out to Dino? I will. I haven't had time yet, but I will. Now he's unhappy with the way it's being managed, Victorian cricket. I think. He's, I think he's right. If you look at the number of Victorians in the Australian Test lineup at the moment, I think it's nil, nil. So something has gone wrong and I think Dean has taken his name from the Victorian Player of the Year, who was the Dean Jones yes. medal. Yes. I think it's just the medal now. Right. So Is I, it the know, Rod Hogg medal I, now? No, no, it's nothing medal. Nothing it's just, medal. just the medal. Fair enough. As far as I know. Uh, now, John Barillaro, the New South Wales Deputy Premier, is supporting Project Apollo. Who isn't? Who isn't? You might have referred to former Premier... Uh, Jeff Kennett is a straight shooter last week. Straight shooter. Could I suggest John Barillaro as a straight shooter as well? Yes. This is the chap that sorted out the Brumbies. You might recall some. There were complaints being made about the Brumbies taking the, over, taking over the high the, country, the high country, up around Snowy Two Point Oh. Yeah, 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 and the threatening, you know, the crobbery frog and other endangered species. Well, Barillaro actually saw sense on this one and said, "Hey, look, the Brumby is as Australian as I am." And nuclear and power. And you can't keep me out of the snowy. <laughs> so you can't keep the Brumbies out of the snowy either. So put that in your pipe and do whatever you will with it. And I'm right up behind Project Apollo because it's fundamentally Australian. Rugby league is the tonic we need. Uh-huh. We were straight shooting all the way. We might get to those comments a little bit later on. Now, the AFL is looking at a three-quarantine hubs model <laughs> That is Adelaide, Perth and Tasmania, mm. which sounds very like Project Apollo to me. So maybe it's a, they're, they're, they're developing their own Project Apollo, I, you know, and it sounds like the players could be treated like greyhounds. <laughs> That's how it looks to me. Anyway, 
Now, uh, the Mark Viduka-Harry-Kuehl feud is fleshed out. Apparently both wanted to be captain, only one could be captain. And that happened to be uh, Big Dukes. Uh, Harry didn't like that. They were sharing a room and had each other's guts as a result. And I think um, Lucas Neal might have got involved and he wanted to be captain as well. But Big Dukes was captain and uh, they just had to live with They were sharing live a with room. It. And they were sharing a room. They hated three each other's the guts and threw it. they just hated it. They just hated each other and hated it, hated everything. And you could understand a little bit why our, it might have been the Asian Cup where we fell over. This was the Golden Generation mm. team. They played like rubbish because mm. they all hated each other. And all wanted to be captain. They all wanted to be captain. And as nearly as I can tell, they were all on a promise by Graham Arnold, might have been the coach at the time, who said to each of them privately, I'll make you captain. And only, only made Big Dukes captain. Now, just finally here, H.G., a good story. Uh, the UFC, which I don't look at all that often, probably no. a little less frequently than I do uh, Hulk Hogan. Um <laughs> Now, Conor McGregor, who's a lively personality of which many people would be aware, is an Irishman, a little bit mad. Uh, now, he started uh, because of the virus and mm-hmm. cooped in a room and nothing to do nothing except to do. play with yeah. your phone and other bits and pieces. Hey. Um, he started posting selfies of himself on Instagram. These are nude selfies. Yes. And it's been picked up by other People who, People look who at are his looking site. at his site and saying, yeah. oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do it as well. Uh, I think this might have been trailblazed some years ago by, a, I want to say, a Democrat politician by the name of Anthony Weiner. Yes. Been, who quite famously took photographs uh, of his todger. Yes. And posted them on Instagram. What I'm suggesting, HG, is that I would like to see some of the uh, NRL and AFL players with a lot of time on their hands, and they all have cameras. Yes. To post photos of their todgers on Instagram and fans could see if they could work out which head belongs with which todger. You know what I mean? By way of a sort of fun, fun pastime. Yeah. Why, that's fantastic. Idea. I think, look, I think it's got legs. I could be, there could be Would a show like in it. A show in it a show and a backer in it. Maybe, you know, one of the great phone companies. Yes, why not? Yeah, yes. Put up a million dollars yeah, for Vodafone somebody. or something Vodafone like that. They'd got, get behind that. Got the first thousand that's right. That's right. We'd have a host, Scott Cam. He's got a bit of time on his hands. G'day, everyone. Welcome to the Dodger Show. Okay, first Dodger. Here we go. Let's have a look. Now, which head do you think this belongs with? Make it that what you will. What makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG. I did talk about the Monopoly game last week. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, yes, to do, the I, AFL Monopoly. Yes, and I yeah. focused on Collingwood. As mm. nearly as I understand it, mm. uh, there's an update on this, is the players are the valuable properties. Oh, I Meaning see. Meaning that, like, if you were a Richmond supporter and bought the Richmond game, yes. Park Lane might be Dustin Martin. Dustin Martin, I see. Do you understand yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Trent yeah. Cochin might be Mayfair, that sort of yes. thing. Yes, okay. And so, uh, okay. you know, they have, instead of community chess, they have home sure. and away. Will you be disappointed if you were Old Kent Road, wouldn't you? <laughs> As a player? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about it, not old Kent Road. Um, but Rugby League won't be long before they have a similar thing. Mm. But uh, the Rugby League are attempting to start kickstart the season again with Project Apollo. Now, yes. now, I think we've established It was that. going to be the 21st of May. Now it's blown out to the 28th. 28th and some suggesting mm. it could go June the 4th. Are now, they? Mm. Right. Now, am I right in thinking that in the documentation between the Brains Trust of the NRL, the commission 
as it's called, yes. with Commissioner Pierce. That is Commissioner Wayne Junior Pierce. Yes, this as is the head. Project Apollo. Project Apollo committee, yeah. which was once the Wild Card Round was the bubble organisation, was right. Rugby League Island, the Kickstart was, Wild Card Round. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The Rugby League Prison. <laughs> yeah. All those have fallen over. Project Apollo. Mm. Now, am I right in thinking? that the league read the information from the government concerning what was able to be done uh, without really taking on board the spirit of the statement. In other words, it didn't say you can't play rugby league. No. They read it as you can play rugby league. Yeah. Now, often in legislation you get caught out by the uh, detail. Sure. And here we well, have... Well, they would have got cunning lawyers involved, wouldn't they? They would Who have. can read a contract... And a statement work their way through it. Exactly. And they would have said to, you know, Commissioner Pierce. Have uh, a look at this, Wayne. Commissioner, there's nothing here that says you can't play rugby league. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's right. my understanding. Yep. Therefore, when it comes to this weird standoff between the doctors and the yep. ministers who look after these things, especially in New yep. South Wales, yep. uh, they're not. They're in the dark about what rugby league's doing with good reason yes. because they didn't spell out the fact that no. you can't play rugby league. No, the commish has gone into bat for rugby league yeah, 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 and yeah. hence we get Project Apollo. Now, yeah. And it depends on the doctors you listen to as well, HG. Yes. You know, you can get doctors to... Well, this seems to be, remember, you know, of course, they stopped Tobacco because, companies are still finding doctors that say there's no relationship between tobacco and poor health. Yeah. They tend to be very rich, those doctors. They do. They? they do. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask... Now, I'm not suggesting the rugby league's gone to those sorts of... Well, they might have. You never know. It's well, pretty it's, desperate times. Remember a while ago, it was stopped because mm. it was allowed to go ahead on doctor's advice. Then it was stopped because on doc, on doctor's advice. Yeah. Then they moved to other doctors who said it was okay. Yeah. So they thought about doing it again. And yeah. now they've moved on because they have this sort of more or less dispensation from the... Uh, state government edicts about what you can and can't do and it doesn't say you can't play rugby league. No, that's They're right. They're going ahead and now they that, find some doctors right. who support this. Are you are you in favour of Project Apollo? Is that something you're supporting? Look, look I don't often agree with John Barillaro um, unless it's to do with Brumbies, you know, in the high country. And frogs. And frogs. And, oh, and nuclear frogs, power. Yeah, nuclear power. Very sure, proud sure, nuclear sure, power. Sure, sure. I know, I know, I know. But I think there's a... There's a the, the, people want their rugby league. Mm-hmm. It's it's Australian, mm. you know, but, and people are being denied their basic human right at the moment and the basic human right says, Sunday afternoon, turn on the box, there's Rabs, we've got some rugby league. Uh, that's now, life as we know it. That's life as we know it. Yes, yes. So, so if, we, if, if that's our starting point, mm-hmm. okay, how do we achieve that goal? Okay, there was the dream of Rugby League Island, mm-hmm. you know, Morton Island, great. Now, I don't know if that's being still explored by Commissioner Pierce and Project Apollo. I hope it is. Mm-hmm. And then there was talk of hubs. Hubs. Hubs or bubbles, call bubbles. them whatever you like. Or there was all going to be played at Penrith this Penrith, week. Penrith, yes. Penrith was going to be a, you know, a lockdown, kickstart, wildcard hub. Yes. With aqua golf thrown in. Yes. Ticks but, all the boxes. But apparently that's been tapped on the head. Why? I don't know. No. Now we come back to Ballararo and the term tonic. Tonic, yes. Is that the word? It's a you... tonic for it's a balm. Can I come? It's to... a healing balm. Project Apollo. Mm. Now, originally I thought maybe it's reference to Apollo, the Greek god of Greek. No, no, no. no it's, it's, it's the space it's the Saturn V rocket, isn't yeah, it? Saturn V rocket. Now, yeah. Does that work? What rugby league as astronauts? <laughs> That's the suggestion, isn't it? Uh, and, well, that's and, the, the, and, the, and who's I'm the John F. 
JFK in this. We're going to go to is the that, moon. We're going to put a man on yes. the moon. Yes. Is that Volandis? Is he the visionary? Or is, or is Wayne Jr. Pierce? Look, can the I visionary ask, you've here. raised two questions there. I know. JFK, not many people listening to this program would remember being around when John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. made these statements about going to the moon. No. And then I'm not sure what the connection, why they went with Apollo for your Saturn Fives, yeah. uh, why they nicknamed the, the whole shebang to go to the moon after Apollo. Apollo. Mm. And then I don't quite... Then it's a long bow because the classics aren't part of our literature no. these days anymore. Yeah. Apollo for yeah. this project. Anyway... How's Commissioner Pierce going? I mean, is he a go-to man in this or is he a sort of, you know, yes person for Volandis? Well, he's got to prove he's independent, hasn't he? He's got to come up with a plan that satisfies the law, mm-hmm. that satisfies the spirit of the law, that satisfies the spirit of what we're trying to achieve as a nation in terms of defeating the, the, virus. the virus. Provides a tonic. Provides a tonic a balm, a healing balm, and gives us something to watch on telly, especially on Sunday afternoons, so that Rabs and, you know, Gus and co just don't have to sit there with Glum. nothing happening. No, it's so, a big so ask. It is a big ask. And now they've got to satisfy what Channel 9 want and Channel 9 are wanting a product that's not dissimilar to the product they've had in the past, i.e. one or two bods sitting around Cheering. saying, Whoa! Yeah, good one. Put it in. They're doing it all day, ref. That sort of stuff, which is noticeably absent under this new model. We're seeing the bubble rugby league at the moment, and the bubble AFL is there is in the same is is in the same problem. But I think the if Channel Nine are going to be serious about this, the Channel Nine would have no trouble if they linked arms with Fox. Now remember, Fox make films. Films. Now, there's no reason at all why you could not CGI a crowd into a live rugby league game. And maybe- Easy. You're making television. Uh. You're making television. Uh. So you've just got to cut away to a crowd generated by computer. Well, they must And you have- can determine that crowd to do whatever it wants. Uh. You know, hate it, love it, you know, wrong, right, applaud, shut up, Mexican wave, you can do it all. Ah. Uh. You can, in fact, we'd have better crowds, oh, much better CGI'd crowds. than the, 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 you know, the, the tawdry the bloody blow-ins that appear at rugby league at the moment. You know, the three or four hundred that might turn up. Dragooned, didn't yes, it? Yes, as if by mistake. <laughs> you know, oh, where are we? What's going on? What's this? You know, do I applaud? Do I cheer? Do I, yeah. I hate them all? Doing all day, ref, that sort of stuff. Now... I hadn't thought of that CGIing the CGI crowd. CGI the and crowd. Remember, of course, and that- make it a TV show that everyone wants to watch. <laughs> Swimming Australia supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact, and the World Health Organization. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, I love the contribution of nine to this this week. Skid marks. Uh, from nine came out and just thumped the rugby league, saying it's a complete waste of time. The administration has spent millions and millions of dollars. We've got nothing for it, and now we've got nothing to watch. What do you mean, got nothing for it? Sorry. You know, we've that had tremendous a... entertainment. That was a bit step too far. Yeah. I take it back. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Did he say that? <laughs> no, no. That we've we got nothing out of it. We've got nothing out of it in 2020. Oh, no. Well, of course not. Yeah. But then again, they're not the only business to struggle. Exactly. You know. Now, does it worry you? Does it worry you, as it does me, 
that one person, we got great minds, you know, got the commish, we've got, uh, you know, Peter Volandis from racing, et cetera, doing great things with racing, Sydney Cup on today, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And D- Todd Greenberg, who selects himself as Australian of the Year, yes. says, what are you that the game's greatest thinker isn't there? It does. It does. I would have thought uh, Commissioner Pierce would have reached, reached out. out. Yeah. The first call he would have made, I would have thought, would have been to Sticky. Stick, have you got a minute? Yeah, mate, I've got a minute. What are you doing? Do you want to come up to Sydney? Can't. Do you want to can we can we FaceTime? Mm. Can we FaceTime? No. Can we talk on the phone? Fa- yeah, we are. Now, do you want to help out with Project Apollo? What's that? <laughs> I'm all ears. Let's kickstart rugby league. Wildcards. You've only got to say wildcard. Kickstart and sticky be right in there. He'd have some great ideas. Now. Apollo is the god of archery, music, dance, truth, healing, and disease. Whoa, gets the light in Whoa. one disease. Disease. Man. Isn't that incredible? incredible. Give us truth, dancing, well, archery course, well, I, Look, I can't verify this, but someone is suggesting that it is the, that Apollo is the god of archery, music, dance, truth, healing and disease. Mm. Big burden, healing and disease. Huge, isn't it? I had no idea. Why would you call a moonshot after <laughs> that <laughs> After that bloke? Now... Tuesday, I think it's a big meeting where obviously yeah. Skidmarks and Volandi sit down to cut up the pie yet again, yeah. try and work out what to do, no crowds, all that sort of stuff, get an idea and feel for it, should it go ahead. You've been asked to sit on, on the summit. You know, yeah. what's your message and will you be prepared to talk to the media afterwards? Yes, I will. My message is simply going to be, gentlemen, we need rugby league. We need it on May the 28th. How can we get there? What do we need to happen? Mm-hmm. What roads need to be built? What places need to be built? What infrastructure do we need? What doctors do we need? What sort of... Hazmats. Hazmats do suits. we need? What sort of suits do we need? Right. What sort of gloving do we need? Mm-hmm. What sort of, you know, what do Place we masks. need? Can we get some expertise here? Should we approach the army? Can the army get involved? Has anyone spoken to Jim Mullen? Has anyone spoken to the to the war cabinet, to the to the sports war cabinet yet? If not, let's get them on board. Okay, let's Skype them. Okay, let's 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 know, get going. Let's get going. Yeah. Let let's do it now. Can I ask? What because mess- we know the players are involved. The players, the players want to do it. The players, players are screaming out to have a game. Yeah, coaches, they've got them primed. Yeah, I know. never been fitter. Mm. Sure, there might be some handling issues, but they've never been we'll get over that. We'll they've been doing that. practicing in their garages and riding their fixed bikes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now, what sort of message does this send, though? Here we have the Premier Rugby yes. League code in the world, yeah. in the world, playing when no other codes are being played elsewhere. Well, the AFL's going to come on board. They're looking at the 28th of May as well. And what about Kickstarting the... there. You know, whatever rules apply, we'll all be on the same page. So rugby's in? I Well, oh, God, rugby. I don't know where you start with rugby. Mm, I know. But... Are there enough people to play the game anymore? I don't think so. But what, I come don't back think there to, are. Come back to the issue. If it's available to the highest level, you know, Eels yes. play, you know, Broncos or whatever it is, yes. should it be available to kids in schools? Should it be available to... Well, you know, no, 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 no. Look, we can argue this reasonably, I think, AC. Look, you and I are not allowed to do brain surgery on anybody. We can't. No. We're not qualified. I have turned up at hospitals. Yes, I know, to wanting to, but yeah. you're not qualified. They've got to tell you to go. Sorry, HG, off you go. You're Even not operating today. You're not operating today. You are not qualified. Mm-hmm. I can't arrest people because I'm not a policeman. Right? 
there are certain things that you cannot do. You know, if you're four years old, you can't drive a car because you haven't got a licence, mm-hmm. right? To play rugby league, you've got to be ticketed. Yes, yes. And if you pass all the screening mm-hmm. and get into the bubble mm-hmm. on Rugby to, League Island. And Project Apollo. And Project Apollo. Like the blue paper. If you're, if you're Project Apollo ticketed by yeah. Commissioner Pierce, you can play. No one else can. Simple as that. Yeah, do you think that's... Sending a message? Yeah. Well, it's a lot of people who want to touch each other are going to start playing rugby league. How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now... Look, you know, uh, it's a bit rugby league-centric at the moment, the show, but uh, this is because there's so many issues. And one of the big issues that bobbed up last week, um, which we didn't get a chance to talk about, was um, the suggestion from Andrew Johns that with the downtime connected with rugby league, it would be a great opportunity for players to read books, not to stick around on their mobile phones or, you know, playstations and and taking selfies and posting them and, you know, that sort of thing and, you know, joining heads, et cetera. Now... His uh, comment was, and I don't want to get involved in a discussion about the statues and uh, Andrew Johns because I'm very pro an Andrew Johns statue. You know that. I know you are. Uh, if it's outside the Knights ground, that would be fantastic. Yeah. The, uh, the one in Newcastle would be just great. I don't care how big it is, how small it is. I just want to see it happen. Yeah. And I think all this chat about whether he's the next cab off the rank to get a statue is rubbish. Mm. Uh, because every rugby league player who's played more than one game deserves a statue. They're all heroes as far as I'm concerned. Mm. So uh, here his suggestion is put down the phone, read a book. Yes. Andrew Johns, that's his tip for NRL players to mull over in self-isolation, saying it could help avoid off-field scandals like the recent Canterbury controversy. Um, For those who know the game, they'll remember what happened there. John said the players didn't need any more education from the NRL on how to conduct themselves, but still offered some free old school advice. How much education can you give them? I'll give you some education. Get off your phones, put them in your bag. Don't get on them. Don't go looking at social media. It's not real life. Don't be knobheads. Be smart. Go and buy a book and read some books. You might find you enjoy it. Mm. Big call, isn't it? It is a big call. Here we get to the nub of the thing is... What what would they be reading? Yeah, what should rugby league players be reading? At first, actually, I thought, oh, Lord, why don't, you know, like The Catcher in the Rye or Lord of the Rings or Lord of the Flies or Harry Potter or something like this or murder mysteries or crime fiction. Like Jack Reacher and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's that's right. And then uh, I thought, well, hang on. There are some terrific books written by players, uh, like Tries, Lies and Meat Pies by Sam Thiday. Now, that would give them something they could relate to. What a great idea. And it's a terrific read, really funny and insightful. Um, Darren Lockyer's autobiography, again, riveting reading, right from the opening moment where he says, oh. you know, I was, I was born and called Darren. Um, Don't Die With The Music In You, that Wayne Bennett book. That's incredible. That's incredible. Don't for, die it, with the music, can you? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a philosophical tome. There's Hard Truth by Todd Carney. Wow. Todd Carney, That's he would know it. That's a yeah, real tell-all. That's a real tell-all. Todd Carney had to go on, yep. on what we call, well, I suppose he was a remittance man, sent up to Paul pull beers in he did. Queensland. He did. Where the, the town fell in love with yeah, him. They did. They loved him. Redemption. They were, and they, then he came back and played and then he, I think he might have gone to 
France and played a little bit there and they loved him there. Uh, the Night the Music Died, Ian Heads. Talent is Not Enough by Danny Badiris. Now what? That, that's a very sober read. Talent is not enough. Talent is not enough. The Voice, the the Ray Rabbit's Warren book. Remember, Rabs admitted the, he'd only read one book his whole life, and that was Merchant, Mer, no, Merchant of Venice. Remember? <laughs> I'd forgotten all about yeah, that. Yeah, that was the only one he'd read. He'd read, but uh, his book, The Voice, is there's and there's um, one I'm suggesting I'd love to read is Call Me GD. The Dishhead Dowling story um, <laughs> that I think the players, the players would like. How about uh, Laughing uh, in League with Fatty and oh, Chook? Oh, Fatty and Chook Laughing in League. That's very, very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah very, yeah. very funny. But the AFL players, there's terrific. Millions there are millions of books. There's ex- the ones I've read, except The Challenge, the Lee Matthews book. Oh, yeah, Lee Matthews story. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's right. so serious and insightful. My Story, Dane Swan, that's a... Terrific read. Dane Swan's Dane written Swan's my story. He's putting pen to paper. Yep, my story. Chris Judd, it's called Inside. Chris Judd's book, novel, autobiography, whatever you want to call it. Um, the Things That Made Us, the Nick Rewalt story. Oh, the Nick Rewalt story. That would be a beauty. It is a beauty. Yeah. Um, the Cat with the Giant Story by Stevie J, your favourite. That's one you could read. The cat with the giant story. Yeah. Then he became a get it. I got, I got it right when I saw it. I felt I didn't have to read it, so I didn't. Now, ones I'm suggesting that I'd like to see written is, um, say, um, more than a hyphen, the Jared Warira Hergreaves story. Yeah. Um, the, the, grubs up the Toby Green story. Oh, indeed. Yeah, grubs up. <laughs> and what are you looking at? The Adam Blair story. Well, that's just fantastic. And what a great list. And I'm sure people will have their own suggestions. Of course they will. You know, people like our mutual friends. But I just hope it inspires all the players to write their own books. Wow. Anyone can do it. I tell you what I'd like to see is the fooey, fooey, moi, moi story. Yes. I was moi. The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Toby Green became uh, the first player in AFL to win the Grub of the Year back-to-back. He did. Uh, and <clears throat> it's uh, drawn out the captain of the Greater Western Sydney Giants, uh, Stephen Coniglio. He's called for fans to lay off abusing Toby Green oh, yeah. and revealed the controversial star regretted taking part in last year's grand final parade after his treatment from the public. Oh, now, really? I didn't know that this had been, you know, obviously... No idea this was going gotten on. out of control. And as you can see, I've been sitting on it for some time yeah. because it's a fair time since that parade. Yeah. Is that because they played so ordinarily? Well, they were about to play so ordinarily. Mm. I think the public got a wind of it. Wind of it, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, look, it's hard to get grub of the year. Mm. It's hard to get grub of the year twice. It's like the Norm Smith or it's like the winning the Brownlow twice yep. in a row. Yep. You don't get it because you don't do nothing. You get it because you do incredible things, incredible deeds. Uh, But uh, Steve says, uh, Judge Kip, I want people to look at him and celebrate what he does as a footballer and not uh, make him, uh, when we get to the grand final next time, whenever we're there, regret the fact that he's done a grand final parade because he's copping so much abuse, getting booed in front of everyone, copping insults in the street. People need to celebrate him for what he can bring to the game and the personality that he is. Right. 
Now, I just hope um, I, I don't want the grub to change. That's the problem. Don't go changing on me, fella. If I was a coach, I'd say, grub, grub, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't mm. look over your shoulder. Don't mm. listen to what the crowd's saying. No. You, you've got to be true to yourself. Yeah. You've got to believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, you, you're creating history here, dude. History. 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 Right. Now, you've been grub of the year twice in a row. Let's make it three. Let's see. No, everyone said it was impossible. Mm. You can mm. make it possible because mm. I believe in you, grub. Mm. Isn't that what he's got to say? It is. And remember, there's a yeah. book in it, grub. Yes. Grubs up. Grubs up. Now. Speaking of books, someone's suggesting uh, they couldn't put down John Elias's book, Sinbin. <laughs> That's Falco is suggesting I that. I didn't read Sinbin. I must get a copy. Well, of course, John Hopawade's book would be great reading too. Ah. Mm. Finger in a bum. Well, or proctologist of the game. That's it. Mm. That's it. Now, can I ask this? Describe- of course, they're classics. We didn't touch on the classics, SG, like classics. Spin Me a Spinner. Oh, no. Richie yes. Benno's. Yes. Classic tone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, didn't Rod Marsh do one called You'll Keep? <laughs> I think he if did. he didn't, he should have. He should have, yeah. yeah. But they, they, now, of course, these days, almost mm. every cricketer who gets a, I was going to say, a Shield Guernsey writes a book. They do. Um, I, I can't wait to see Steve O'Keefe. I know Steve time O'Keefe's, his, yeah, uh, time ripped off yeah. by Steve O'Keefe. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, this was very disturbing apropos of Grubs Up. Uh, the head of a major Oh, invest- when the dust has settled, the Craig Coleman story. Brad on the Central Coast said that's a terrific read. When the dust has settled? When the dust has settled, the Craig Coleman. That's, that's almost poetic. But why isn't it, why wasn't the book called Tugger? <laughs> Call me Tugger. <laughs> It's the same bloke, isn't it? Tugger <laughs> Coleman. Yeah, Tugger Coleman. Yeah. Unless there's another Craig Coleman who might who have been played rugby league on the Central Coast. Yeah, maybe. Now, a head of a major American investment bankers uh, has cashed up clients ready to buy Australian franchises and even entire sporting leagues mm. that may not otherwise survive the coronavirus shutdown. I oh, know we've got to see the federal government's got to step in here now and make sure this doesn't happen because this is... you know rugby league's on its on its on its knees. You know, vulnerable, but extremely vulnerable. The whole from, competition, from China, from anywhere. The whole competition. The whole competition. NRL owned by Americans, or Chinese, or Chinese, or you know Japanese. Don't yeah, I don't want anyone else. No, 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 it's not going to happen. It's a tonic for Australians, not for Americans. Thank you. Now, coming back to that, it looks to me as though a, a team like the Giants yeah. is in desperate straits financially and could be the first domino to fall. So imagine the grub. No, being being clubless and playing for an American team. Holy A team owned dooly. by American interests. So I mean, the, uh, Americans circling the Giants. Circling the Giants, exactly right. And what has the murderer McLaughlin said about well, he this? He said nothing about nothing. it. What would you expect? I Silent as a grave. Okay. So he's got too much blood on his hands here. Yes. Um, apparently the Giants, you'll never believe this, it cost them a fortune to play in the finals last year because they didn't really expect to get there. So when they got there, they had no money to pay for bus travel or plane travels oh, to move people around. And no. Then they dudded in the big one, the big they dance. They did, they did. And uh, so they, you know, didn't get as many supporters as maybe they wanted, you know, okay. in club memberships and so well, that's, on. This story sends a very poor message to the players. It's saying, boys, we don't want you to succeed this year because we can't afford to take you to the grand final. Isn't well, that exactly. what that says? That seems to be the case. That seems to be what the case. What a stupid message to put out to the players. 
Especially with a virus about. I mean, they've got the virus to worry about. And then again, oh, well, if we're playing, we wouldn't want to win anyway because we can't afford to go to the grip. There is some suggestion the virus is, of course, meaning there's no income there before they become vulnerable to take up. Yes. Yeah, I get that. You know, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. And who's, who's looking at who's, what, what firms, are American firms? Is it Walmart or one of those? <laughs> looking at the, the Giants? Well, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we have clients who are very interested in Australia, not just purchasing the team but the entire league. It's a great market and we believe we feel like there will be not just heavy Australian investment back in the country but heavy American investment back in the, in, in, into, into this country buying these teams up. Mm-hmm. Let me try and get to the bottom Lord. of it. The thing about sport is we have some clients who lose 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, 50 million on owning a sports team, but what they get in intangible stuff in being that owner is well worth it. Uh, Imagine that. So let's say. Are we talking Bloomberg types? Bloomberg, yeah, but people who are idiots. You generally get the idea Bloomberg yeah, knows what they're doing. Yeah, well, this but was a bloke prepared to spend two or three billion on a wasted. Campaign to get himself elected. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant the firm. No, Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, sorry, yes, the individual. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. He, didn't he? Off. Didn't he have a basketball team at one stage? I'm sure he did. He yeah, may I'm still sure do. He probably does. So what happens? Well, I don't want him owning the Giants. Right, this guy who's operating said uh, economic conditions surrounding COVID-19 pandemic and global financial crisis in 2008, very similar. Now, what happened in 2008 when a number of his clients, this is this chap's clients, were able to pick up sporting teams relatively cheaply? Same thing again. Uh, Money. Money. Mm. But I I would be devoured if you found all of a sudden, Mm. uh, say, you know, I was a cat who became a giant. Mm. So the Geelong cats and the... You know, Greater Western Sydney Giants, yeah. owned by yes. not Australian. I mean, yeah. the trouble is, money talks one language. Yeah, and our dollar is so cheap at the moment, HG. We're we're, we're we're really on our knees. In in, I, I mean, we've got to have we've got to have legislation that stops this sort of thing happening. Um, we, is that Matthias Corman? You know, I never understand a word he says, so I, I, I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to be honest there. Yep. So if he came out and said, oh, you know, we're going to see something about this, you know, yes. you'd think, oh, nothing will happen. If he said we've got it all under control, I'm worried if that's the case. Mm. But I've heard nothing from Matthias, mm. nothing, nothing mm. at all. And this is his area, isn't it? It is. He's a minister of Didn't finance Didn't we stop someone from, I mean, we've stopped the Chinese from buying, uh, Hawaii from uh, coming in and taking our 5G or looking after our 5G network, didn't we? So it's possible. It is. Well, they do it all the time with uh, foreign takeovers from all sorts of things, you know. Sure, Now, coming back to the thing... But they let uh, Arnott's go, didn't they? They did. Well... If they let Arnott's go, what's to stop the Giants going? You're bludgeon on the blind side with the champs of the cutout pass... Roy Slaven and H.G. Nelson. Just uh, those details on the problems that the Giants have got and why they're, you know, virtually yeah. American yeah. is that uh, the Greater Western Chief uh, David Matthews blamed the Giants' crippling injury list for obviously part of the financial loss. The Giants announced an operating loss of 866 well, 1,000-plus, a bit of chip there, uh, after posting a deficit of $1.98 million in 2019. Giant, Matthew says injuries alone have cost the Giants as much as $1.5 million over the last couple of seasons. The Giants' surprise run to the maiden grand final, which they lost by almost a record score, did not help the bottom line resulting in unforeseen extra 
costs due to travel. Yeah. That is hard to imagine, isn't it? That they couldn't anticipate that. Injuries to top-tier players, generally fixed contracts (laughs) without match fees, have a compounding effect. Now, that may be something that's looked at. Yeah. Post coronavirus, the the payment to players, yeah. and how that those and also their training techniques. Training HG, if they're succumbing to injuries, you've got to ask yourself: Well, who's who's the who's their conditioning trainer? Well, get this: they have to. Well, can't they afford one? Is that part of the problem? Have they got to be better resourced by the AFL? Oh, they won't be. Has that. the murderer got to step in and have a look? A yeah. root and branch examination. A root and branch examination. A root and branch examination of the giants. Of the giants. Now they should be a success story. They got into the grand final. Sure, they lost. They lost big time. You know, they they they. Well, now Americans they may never are, recover from that. No, loss. that's true. They have to step up, stump up match payments of five thousand a game, and plus the replacement. I mean, obviously these are not insignificant costs. Yeah, but how much are they taking through the gate? Well, surely the gate would cover that, wouldn't it? You'd think so. The Giants played three consecutive games away from Sydney last year in September campaign, which finished with a. But don't they loss. share the gate when they when they're yeah, playing away? Yeah, I know. I don't away? understand that because the well, they got a contract the finals... that says the Giants can't get any money from when they're playing away. Yeah, if Grub Green's not playing, you don't get you paid. don't get paid. Is mm. that it? He got outed, I think, in one of the finals. A mm. uh, hefty loss on grand final. Cost spiral due to travel, venue hire, et cetera, for, you know, mandatory functions like, you know, club get-togethers and so on. Yeah. Uh, went above. Anyway, it is a sad, sad thing. And I bet you the murderer, I bet you he's ringing America now. I bet he would. You know, we got something for Well, you. he'd love to see the Giants exactly. sold to America, wouldn't he? He would. He'd be right up his alley. Mm. Now, anything on the jungle drums to worry about? Oh, someone is suggesting, HG, um, the gloves are off, the Tim Zura story. Well, that'd be great. That would be a fascinating read. Now, the Tim Zura career, it's a long time ago, but he was a keeper at the highest level. He was. Baggy green. And wasn't there an issue, a dressing room incident? And um, he was asked not to bother. Turning up. Yeah, just leave everything there, walk away. (laughs) Put that back, yeah, yeah, sort right. of thing. Yeah, and was there a relationship went horribly wrong? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll leave that there. Oh, I don't know. Now, I don't know. Can I? I still don't know who wrote "You'll Keep." I'm so, what? Oh, was there be, another one? Your country's keeper. Your country's keeper. Certainly, there would be. Now, I've got to get me. Ian Rod Healy Marsh. was. Did, Ian did Healy do one called "Your Country's Keeper"? Great title. Great title. Even if you were their major spin bowler. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, I'm sure we get to the bottom of your country's keeper. Now, can you correct me if I'm wrong? Who's the keeper between Rod Marsh and Heels? There must be a couple in there. Yeah, there would be. Wayne Phillips, was he one? Yeah, briefly. Briefly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't read the Wayne Phillips story unless he wrote You'll Keep. Now, you know, we've uh, on the show over the years, we've done a lot of work with the history of the games and we've got that six-parter on Dick Pound coming up. Yes which reveals a lot more than people ever want to know about Dick Pound. Right. His Excellency, of course, waits. Yep. Well, this week I was lucky enough to go probe the history of the Gosford Rugby League uh, and go back to I the time. I bet that's a fascinating story. It's fascinating, story. absolutely. This is on the central coast of the New South Wales. The central coast of New South Wales. I yeah. had no idea any of this. About 100 we, kilometres north of Sydney. We go back 100 years, speaking of the 100, yes. to uh, 1919. Yep. and We're we have just a, over the virus. This is to do with the Spanish flu. Oh, so with you. Yeah, Sorry. so it's repeat. Yep. So uh, this is a, the, with the work of Andrew Stark who wrote a terrific book called Here Come the Townies. Here Come the Townies? Yeah, not as good as You'll Keep no. or Grubs Up. <laughs> no. Or, <laughs> or Call Me GD. Call Me GD, the <laughs> Dishhead Dowling <laughs> story. Now, 
wait for this now. We get to the 1919. The game's only been going best part of 10 years at this point. Uh, Spanish flu. It, uh, the illness contributed to a dozen local deaths during the winter of 1919. The Gosford Football Club president, the popular Man Street pharmacist, Stan Eggins, he was really popular. Uh, Stan who? Eggins. Eggins. It's an unusual Eggins. name, isn't it? He was run off his feet during the height of the infection and was directly involved in issuing public health advice to the somewhat panicked populace. Right. A lot of it was crap, but that's made yeah, the yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was the go-to man. He was. He was the go-to Stan man. Stan the man. Stan the man, yeah. Now, in Man Street. In Man Street. Mm. Uh, Stan the man in Man Street. Yeah, it was a yeah. tight fit. Mm. They had to he rename the, the street. Yeah, chemist. Right. Now, his preventative tips, uh, tips for staving off the flu reached as far and wide as, say, Queensland's um, Maryborough Chronicle. Uh, a newspaper item appeared in which Gosford chemist, the popular Gosford chemist, rushed off his feet in the pandemic, advised the public to wait for it, take every other morning for an adult 10 drops of pure rectified spirits of terps in a spoonful of fresh milk. Whoa, terps and milk. How much? How many terps? How much terps? Well, it was... How many teaspoons? For every it? other morning. Don't yeah. do it every no, day. No, not every day. You'd, you'd go mad. You'd, you know, you'd become you'd alcoholic. Be, you would. Now, uh, ten drops of pure ten rectified drops. spirits of terps, spirits of terps, yeah. in spoonful of fresh milk. Now, the rectified worries me there. Yeah. Not sure. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, anyway. Is it the sort of terps we clean brushes with? I assume so. Yeah. One can only speculate as to whether the Eggins terps flavoured milk was spared, the good folk of Gosford, yeah. uh, the very worst of the disease. Anyway, be that as it may. Now, we Is come to the Is there any suggestion that that could cope with coronavirus? Yeah. Well, I've heard whispers. Has the President of the United States heard he, about this? He He's very He'd bullish. He'd love this. I know. I Just know. what can go wrong. <laughs> it worked in 1919. <laughs> now, then it gets a bit weird because um, what happens is that the, there's a competition, obviously, and uh, the 1919 season presents a watershed year in the history of Gosford football. The silverware had been donated by proprietor of Erinus Woodport Sawmill, Mr. Alexander Charles Frew, whose shiny cup was presented to the team finishing ahead of the pack after a series of home and away fixtures was complete. In those days, uh, becoming the number one team was judged on the home and away. Yeah. That was the prestigious There was thing. no grand final. No grand final. No yeah. final series at all. Yeah. They did – this was co- – the, the team that finished there won the Frew Cup. Right. Uh, there was a knockout F-R-E-W, series. F-R-E-W, is that? Yes, F-R-E-W. The Fruit Cup. Yeah, there was a knockout series. Why not series. the Stan Egan's Cup? Well, anyway. obviously they, they, <laughs> they didn't have enough money to buy the rights. <laughs> now, in 1919, the minor premiers were deemed to have won the competition while the winners of the ensuing Challenge Series were crowned knockout champions, as right. established. Yep. Now, here we go. We get involved here. It gets a bit complicated. The... The, there was Peace Day, of course, broke out. Oh, yes. And the this the, postponed the First World War. Well, yeah, this yep. postponed the season. Oh, yeah. So Peace Day For did. For good reasons, though. Obviously, yeah. Did push the second round last second last round of football uh, back a week mm-hmm. as celebrations overtook Gosford and the entire nation on July the 19th. Decorated floats, colourfully wedded their way down Man Street past Stan Egan's shop mm-hmm. uh, en route to an afternoon act, uh, of activities in the park where they normally played the rugby league. Mm-hmm. The, the local school children put together exhibits symbolising peace and prosperity in the British Empire. A full three minutes of silence was observed. Mm-hmm. Two days before Peace Day, the Gillaby team 
had been rocked by the news that one of their players, the 25-year-old Richard Sheldon, lost his battle with influenza or Spanish flu. Hey, do we know if he was on the Terps and milk? <laughs> I assume so. Mm. But he'd bug it up because he took it every day. Every day. Mm. Ruined him. Sheldon was a recently returned serviceman who'd relocated the district to try his hand at farming and was one of the three local influenza deaths recorded on the same day. So he'd survived the Somme but was taken out by the Spanish flu. By the Terps. Isn't that? Mm. Sad, sad yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a the film. Weekend... It's a, there's film in oh, this. film. Of course there's a film. You open the opening scene. Yes. Stan's chemist. You know, I've got the flu. We'll take Can't, this. Someone comes in with a cough. <coughs> <laughs> you right there, Stan? <laughs> Writes itself, doesn't it? It does. What do you do in your spare time? I play. You play what? <laughs> now, the you win- know, I've never heard the name Egan's associated with rugby league. He must be the only Egan's that's played rugby league. Well, remember this. We should do a list of those because Glazeby. Well, Glazeby is there, there's only and one, one Glazeby. How about Zulman? Did Zulman play rugby league? Remember Zulman? Oh yes, I do. On the Gold Coast. Yes, wrote that terrific book. Zulman with a Z, wasn't it? Something like that. It's a thin volume, but... (laughs) (laughs) Now, wait a minute. On the weekend prior to Sheldon's passing, the Gillaby team had struggled so greatly with an outbreak of an infection within their ranks uh, that their scheduled fixture against Erina needed to be postponed until later in the season. So here we have, wearing the royal blue jerseys made famous by Newtown in the Sydney Premiership, Gillaby would become, wait for it, the Cinderella team of 1919. Wow. I know. goes back a long way. The, Does, Cinderella, the Cinderella concept with yeah. rugby league. Wow. The uh, okay. coach, yep. obviously, um, <clears throat> um, what would I say, Redham, the, you know, yeah, the, obviously gave him an idea of Rapunzel and, you know, yeah, 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 Billy yeah, Gates, yeah. Gruffins. The small town team was crown champions of the district despite Gillaby never having previously possessed a football team. This was their first year. Mm, first year. And they won the comp. Mm. They beat Erina. Giants, take a note. Anyway, it's too late for them. Physically lightweight 13 from Duralong could have easily uh, been denied their triumph. However, as they were controversially allowed to keep the first round competition points accrued from an 11-5 win over Erina. So controversy there right to the end and yeah. right in the start of the game. Anyway, in a game in which the uh, local comp delegates found that Gillaby had played a man in defiance of Rule 21. Hey. While no direct detail is given of what this rule may have consisted of. An official sanction was in place that required any team to have been bre- to found to have been in breach of that rule to be required to automatically forfeit any points that may have accrued from the said game. The 1919 season was the first in which players had to be registered. Yes. Uh, one strongly suspects that Gillaby had played an unregistered player during the first round victory over Erina, hence the uh, Rule 21 breach. Uh, A late May meeting of the competition executive somewhat committee somewhat benevolently allowed the, uh, the Gillaby to hang on to the points. Okay. With half a dozen members of the Smith family in the side, the athletically agile Gillaby team carried forth uh, to the claim the trophy uh, and uh, and uh, by defeating Wyong, so they got the Fru Cup, which was the home and away, yeah. and then they got the knockout stage, yeah. they beat Wyong 3-2 in the final. Whoa, what a match. <clears throat> what a match. Open rugby league, end-to-end tries. I can tell you what's happened here, HG. I'd suggest that one of the Smith family had a professional player playing for the Newtown Blue Bags with that famous blue strip jersey yes. that they were using. 
who went up and played for Gillaby yes. against Erinar, blew him off the park because he had the skill, he had the step, he had all of that. The attack. Yeah, the attack. Mm. <clears throat> you where to put him, you know, you oh. over there, you know, just yeah. follow me. Guiding round. Yeah, give me yeah. the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Now! That sort of stuff. Got him over the line. Right, and then pinged under Rule 21. But <clears throat> but it was never forced, was it? No. They well, got away with it. Remember it says here, let me read the facts. One strongly suspects, etc. about the unregistered player, the bloke from Newtown. Yeah. Give me the ball now. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. That bloke. Yeah. A late meeting of the competition's executive somewhat benevolently decided to allow Gillaby to keep their points. Yeah, well, I... Money changed hands for Oh, well. There? I wonder if Stan Egan's had anything to do with this. Paul. Quiet Australians, raise the Olympic gaze and reset the controls for July 2021. Stand by for a golden shower in Tokyo. Punters, stay up to date with updates right here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, just noticing uh, Andrew Johnson, I don't want to get involved in that statue controversy. I won't. I won't go there. Uh, I just want to see a statue built. I just love to be involved in any way I can in building it. And I don't care who else gets a statue built in rugby league. They all deserve them. And same with the AFL and same with Australian cricket and same with Australian swimming. Now... In another uh, note, I think the, the sizes should be standardised, though, HG. I think... Your big thing is you want to compare... Yeah, so the, if I go past the statue of Wally Lewis... And it's 12 feet... And it's 12 I'll feet, speak. yeah, tall, then I'll get confused. How yeah. big was he? Yeah. You know, especially when you go past Rod Laver Arena and you see a bust of Rod Laver, he looks really small, bloke. I oh, know. Well, maybe he was. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he is. Yeah. I don't know. I've, no, never, so, I've, no, I've never seen King and, Wally stand beside... Rod uh, Laver. Rod Laver, no. Would you like to see double life size as the rule? Yes. I think that's a good idea. I think so. So. I think so. If they were 165 centimetres, yeah. then it would be obviously do the mass yourself. Yes. It'd be up around 300 and I can't do it quickly enough. Yeah, yeah, 30. yeah but, but you get the idea. Yeah. yeah. Just twice the size. Now, the gap between the best, this is uh, Andrew Johns here. This is a, a number one commentator. Number one commentator, the gap between the best and the rest will become greater after the pandemic unless the NRL adopts a 12-team model. <whistles> Andrew Johns said this week, the Rugby League models, model said the shutdown may force the NRL to reassess the competition, claiming the strong will get stronger. Yeah. If all 16 teams were still standing when it resumed, the worrying thing for me is that I could see a bigger difference between the elite and poor clubs. The ones that were struggling, it's going to be even more extreme. I think 12 clubs is the best number, but how that happens, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who's going to be Solomon? You've who's going thought to be Solomon? about this. Who's going, to say, who's going to come out and say, sorry, Titans, you haven't done enough? Well, I could. Anyone could. Mm. Couldn't I? It's not that mm. hard, mm. is it? But you take the top 12 teams and you cut the rest. What's could be easy. Simple idea. Except you could decide, well, let's go with the teams in Queensland that begin with T. Yeah. They could be amalgamated. Sure. Titans and, you know, obviously Townsville. Townsville. Okay. Don't quite work because they're yeah, called yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. Or, or you have a, some sort of repercharge idea, just thinking off the top of my head, where you get rid of the bottom five teams who have their own competition, the winner of which goes into the major competition the following year. What a lovely idea. And the bottom one drops off into the repercharge. that's right. 
every year. The bottom line drops. And it gives you a real incentive. You know, wooden spoon starts to mean something. I don't want him. You're not going to get any money. Yeah, dud. But the trouble is, those in the those in the bottom tier of that competition, they'd struggle. They'd struggle. I I I just don't think there's enough. Yeah. You know. I, th- I think everything's going to change. Look, the I only thing that mitigates against the uh, the John's position is how well managed the clubs are. Yeah, it's it's the managers that have kept the clubs going, isn't it? Well, and, and it, the inventors, the CEOs, the, yeah. the you know all the staff, the unsung the, heroes, the unsung heroes behind the office doors. You know, and you know if they're able to get a monopoly game going to yeah. get in a few more people if they can persuade yeah. people who have paid up the yeah. $800 to be members yeah. not to walk and demand their money back and sure. all that sort of stuff. That's that's where the skill is. Yeah, it is. It is. They're uh, the forgotten heroes. They're the ones, you know. Week in, you know, week out. It's so they're... stressful. No wonder. Stressful. You know, the the the, the New South well, sorry, the, the 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 clubs, the rugby league clubs have had a staff turnover of CEOs of 100 in the last 2 years. It's so stressful, HG. It is stressful. And sure, they've all had to be paid out. Uh. And sure, there have been some weird decisions made. If you look at Penrith, you know, for example, you know, let's, get, let's get Ivan Cleary in, pay him a lot of money. Oh, sorry, Ivan, we don't want you anymore. Pay him out. Let's get Seabold in, pay him. Oh, no, we've had enough of you. Off you go, we'll pay you out. Oh, Cleary, let's have you back here. You know, brilliant ideas, brilliant decisions made. You'd have to say, you know, rugby league would be in enormous trouble if we didn't have these Quality. highly experienced and qualified executives mm. managing, managing HG, steering the good ship rugby league through difficult waters. Now, where do you see a this? Wash with money. A wash with money. Where do Thank you, you see this? Thank you very much from Skid Marks, mainly. The money yeah, that's right. From, that's it right. would seem. He, he lent them 50 million recently. He did. Don't know why. Anyway, be, be that as it may, yeah. do you think that the things that the Giants are talking about, too much travel, mm. obviously injuries have crueled their bids yeah. to get further in the AFL, all those are writ large in rugby league as well. The travel alone, yeah. Yeah. we need to somehow... Simplify the travel. Simplify More the travel. use of buses and fewer use of planes, oh, no. it would seem to me. It'd be no effort for a club to have their own bus, for example. You might buy a bus for 60 grand. You might have it for 10 years, 10 or 15 years. A bus? A bus. And then you've got to employ a driver, but not full-time. No. We only need for you for a few hours every weekend. Uh, there might be overnight stay. You know, sure, bring a mate. Uh, what happens when you have to travel from Townsville to Melbourne? Well, it, it takes you a week. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now... One of the highlights of You have two, dri- two drivers. Two drivers, yeah, of course. Eight-hour shifts. Yeah. Easy. Sleep up the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Speak to the, tr- the truckies. The truckies have been do doing this for they, ages. Yeah. You know, they know what to take and what to <laughs> keep you on the road, <laughs> keep the eyes open. <laughs> That's right. Let's get it. Yeah. Now, can I ask about the, um, about the number of clubs? Mm-hmm. Uh, the number of clubs, yeah. what's it trying to do? Well, game. see, I'd love to see 40 clubs. 40 clubs? Yeah, let's just pick a number out of the year. Yeah, I mean, the more the merrier. Yeah, yeah. more the merrier. People are going to want to play. There are certainly enough players, aren't Will there? Will it be a tonic if there's 40 clubs, Roy? You know, every second person I meet wants to play AFL or rugby league. Yeah. All kids. Yeah. That's all they're interested in. Or getting their own shows or fishing. You know, or picking the todger. Yeah. <laughs> 
Harness Racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Roy, I noticed the Jungle Drums coughed up another name, which we only think there was one of. Uh, Shikovsky. Yes, Clinton Shikovsky. Yeah, the Parramatta player. Yeah, has only winger. been one of him. Yeah. Uh, what started? about that bloke with the sort of, uh, I want to say, Nordic um, name for the Raiders, Nickel Clockstead or something? That might be that, pretty close. He's a There's once, a, huh? Yeah. Isn't Would he, you like to see a club that, of onces? Yes. You know, so that would be some talking point, that wouldn't it? That would be a talking point. Mm. The so, only one of them. Like Mick Slater. Well, Rodney Slater. Slater. I had not Oh, there have been a couple of Slaters, oh, haven't I think there? there might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Look, can I just come into the jewel in the crown of rugby league? Mm. I mean, the AFL doesn't have this particular problem, and I'm talking about state of origin. Oh, yes. Now, <clears throat> there's been a lot of suggestions about what to do with state of origin. In fact, I think Boy, we broke a story from Boyd Cordner, yeah. the, the East captain. Yeah. The, that's the um, – And Australian captain. Australian captain, yeah. Mm. Boyd Cordner, very yeah. good player. Yeah. Blues captain as well. Blues captain, who, yeah. about playing state of origin to begin the return. Yeah. When the Project Apollo goes up mm. – the first thing that you see is state of origin. State of origin yeah. Now, this gets a bit weird because uh, you know somebody who puts his hand up should Wiki Wiki should Ricky decide he's not the game's greatest thinker anymore yeah. to become the game's greatest thinker is Brad Fittler, of course, oh, yes. full of ideas. Yeah. Now he endorsed plans for state of origin to restart the series. Yeah. This is the uh, the game itself, and wants Tongan players. Mm such as the Cowboys uh, wrecking ball, Jason Tamalolo, oh, yes. available for selection. Now I'm thinking, how does this work? This is madness. Exactly. I mean, so we end this up here. Is, this is Fiddler's thoughts. Oh, Fiddler, you know, he walks them around in bare feet, gets yeah, them sitting in pyramids. All of that. Yeah, 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 I know. yeah. Weird ideas. Sleeping, yeah. the yeah. hidden ingredient. Next will be Terps in milk. <laughs> <laughs> now, he says uh, the Innovation Committee... The Innovation Committee, what's happened to them? Mm. Is that uh, Commissioner Pierce's law? It is. Right. This is the kickstart. <laughs> Considering relaunching the season with a series against Queensland, New South Wales v Queensland, mm. demonstrate to the government health experts, fans, uh, that it can host a, an event of 40 more people in lockdown. Right. Now, uh, he says he's spoken to some of the players about it and they're really, really pumped. The Origin Series is a good way to kick it off, to show everyone we can do it in lockdown. And if it works, it could be a precursor for the rest of the NRL starting at some stage. Yep. We base ourselves at our traditional location in Kingscliff. The Maroons could stay at Sanctuary Cove. This yep. is a whole other idea anyway. Yep. Uh, where they w have done so in the past, I think it would work if done right. The most interesting twist could yep. be the selection of Tongan players after their test against New Zealand on June the 20th was postponed because of the pandemic. Yeah. It would be an enormous call to relax origin and national selection rules to accommodate such a move. Oceana yeah. Test is still penciled in for late October, but Tamalolo, Andrew Fafita, Will Hopawade would be in line for selection. As much as was heard asked, you can imagine Tamalolo lining up in the Maroons jumper. Yeah. Uh, now. Gee. Can I suggest There's this? There's a lot of hairs running here, aren't there? Why wouldn't you get... We've got bubbles within bubbles. We've got bloody Rugby League Island, out of which we've got to carve out the state of origin, put them in another bloody bubble. And meanwhile, we've got the Tongan bubble and the island above. Oh, I mean, it's just unworkable. It's not thought through, It's not it? thought through. No. And I mean, everyone should shut up and just allow Commissioner Pierce yeah. to do his job I know. and then but come out with a very sensible proposal which may sound like 
Rugby League Ireland, separate bubbles for that. You know, it might be like that. I don't know. But let's let Commissioner Pierce do the work. I know. What I find... There's been only one Radonicus, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, What I find a bit weird about this is... Why these things? Because they're given oxygen because there's no other coverage of rugby league. Yeah. I mean, if the Broncos were playing the Roosters, there'd be something to write about, but they're not. So all this other stuff, yeah. all this stuff that's been bubbling away for years yes. is now given air. It is. Air time. It is. Because people are stupid enough to ring up Fittler, who's an idiot at best, yes. and ask, have you got any ideas for the state of origin? Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, he's going to give them nonsense and then giggle about it later, isn't he? He is. He is. He is. I think there's only been one Pobgy, Mick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there. That's true too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, look, um, the difficulty also is, is mm. where does this end? This yeah. ends, I suppose, with the return of the game. Yes. And then, of course, yep. there'll be hundreds of bloody ideas about what's wrong with the game because it's back. Yeah, that, that's right. Now, that's right. people are always going to complain, aren't they? They are. They are. Mm. Uh, but uh, look, if we can solve the crowd issue, I mean, that's the missing ingredient, isn't it? If we can get the CGI of crowd up and running, then we've got a show. We've got a show. Yeah. I mean, we've got the stars. We've got the stars. <laughs> Even if they have to come from Tonga. Yeah. Now, can I ask, uh, with the CGI, mm. would existing footage of fans, mm-hmm. say at uh, the new Parramatta Stadium, yes. you know, the one out there obviously in Parramatta, yeah. uh, taken yep. while it was up and running, yep. say from previous years, do for this year's? I know you're suggesting a different idea, but I was mm. suggesting cutting away to real fans going berserk, yeah. say, when Parramatta took a sure. try. It's just not – they're just not in there yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's possible, actually. I think with CGI you can do anything. Mm-hmm. I know what but, you're but, suggesting, but the, the whole thing. Yeah, but, but what you want ideally is with it, in every frame you've got a crowd and in every frame, in the background of yeah, all no, the action. Yeah, yeah, no, now, that requires, you know, a particular sort of computerized ma- well, algorith- algorithmic mathematics yeah, now what I'm to do that. Now, you can generate a crowd, though, from existing footage. You can. And then just to, I don't know. Tool it about. Tool it about, yeah. yeah. Now, are you suggesting that this crowd would become more interesting than the real crowd? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Oh, so when yeah. we go back to the normal game, the, the crowd becomes a real player. Yeah, this. I know it does, doesn't it? Because yeah. when you go back to the game, only four thousand people turn up. Well, I know a stadium, you and know, some with of them, 50, sometimes they're not involved. They're playing cards yeah, or you know right. gambling Having online a... or doing whatever they do, taking <laughs> selfies of Todgers. Who knows? <laughs> but they're not hardly watching the game. But we could make our crowd the best crowd in the world. Yeah, but... Go, ooh, yeah, nice. yeah, that's right. All yeah. of that and no, I get creative that. involvement. Yeah, you that's know, the right. Witty, witty interruptions and stuff. Yes. Witty interruptions? Yes. Wow. Better than Rabs? Better than Gus? Oh, you have to watch it out. Well, there might be a a bit of... A moment. Yeah. Don't obviously have to finesse that. Yeah. Got that one wrong, Rabs? Or something like that. Would they be that funny? I suppose. You know, rugby league crowds. Yeah, they they really don't challenge the audience too much. No, that's true. That's true. (laughs) You know, it it does open up a whole new world, doesn't it? And with the less clubs, because some of these teams, some of these clubs are going to have to fall over, aren't they? I mean, there's not enough money to keep them all going. I mean, Joey's right. Unless the government comes in and Jim Boland's idea of nationalising. The whole thing. The so whole they thing put a lot of money place. into it, but yeah. the government owns control. Does. And so there'd be a minister of football. Yes. 
Yes. Wow. That's the most elegant solution. I and think. so in Cabinet, there'd be a lot of detail about, you know, how much money we were spending and yeah. so on and submissions to Josh Frydenberg to get more money That's out right. because the team in, say, Tasmania isn't going so well for the yeah. AFL. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, and suddenly the skid marks problem disappears with poor administration because it's rather than 100 CEOs to blame, there'd be only one. And there'd be a bottomless pit of money if the recent past is anything to go by exactly. to keep the whole thing going. Exactly. Even if it costs us one or two subs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've got to put it to the public. Well, Listen, we're getting the, the French to build 50 subs. How about 49 and we have football? Oh, now you're talking. I'd love to see that put to the vote. So would I. What are these subs going to do? I'd leave that for another day. <laughs> yes, well, that's it for our Easter special on Bludging on the Blind Side. It's traditionally our biggest show apart from our Mother's Day special. Join us then in the coming weeks. That's it from Roy and HG for another week. Bye now. This is the Church of Football Redemption. Bludging on the Blind Side. With the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.